it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. Thanks for your company. It's getting very close to Christmas and we thought it might be a good idea to focus on something that a lot of people do over Christmas. Not only do we have a special guest this week, but we have a special guest interviewer. Here's Graham Innes. One of the pleasant things many of us do during the summer break is read lots of books. So I thought it would be good to talk with a man who can tell us all the ways that we can access them. Jamie Kelly works at the Vision Australia Library and he's also an avid reader and collector of old-time radio programs. He is also, I have to say, one of the most responsive people I know to problems reported by library users on the various email uh, lists of which I'm a member. So welcome to the program, Jamie. It's great to have you. Thank you, Graham. It's lovely to be here and to be invited. I can't remember when I was last on New Horizons. So I listen to it weekly. I'm involved with the podcast, Getting to the Library, and it's nice to be on this side of the microphone. What are you called now at the Vision Australia Library? I know your title has changed over the years. My title is Online Training and Support Officer. Essentially, what I do now is tech support to library. So um, we also have the AT Help Desk now, which we didn't have some years ago. That has changed too. And um, I've trained the AT Help Desk to take on some of my role because I was getting a lot of calls. Um, mm. And the idea was to have other people do what I can do. And now I support them. So they sort of take a lot of the, I suppose, level two type tech calls. And then I take sort of the escalation from them, stuff that they can't deal with. I want to take people who may be listening to this program right back to the start and say, if you're not a member of the Vision Australia Library, how can you join and get access to all this uh, wonderful material? So the simplest way is probably, Graham, still is to ring up because it's just instantaneously. You ring up and you connect, you join straight away. You can go through the Vision Australia website and fill out an online form. They're probably the two easiest ways. Of course, you then can also email the library and do it that way, but I still encourage people to ring up. So the number for the library is 1300 654 656. That's 1300 654 656. So that's what you ring if you're not a member of the library and would like to get a bit of access. What formats does the library um, support, Jamie? And, and how many books do you know in each of those format areas? Yeah, so roughly Daisy Audio is our most popular. They're human narrated books mainly, about uh, just under 50,000 books at the moment, and that's growing weekly. We have roughly Braille, I believe, around about uh, 9,000 or so Braille books all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a mixture of hard copy Braille and downloadable Braille, and we also have the Music Braille collection. Um, we also have around about 463 newspapers and magazines and podcasts, all the national and, and uh, daily newspapers and local and regional newspapers through uh, Fairfax News Limited, etc. So um, it's yeah, certainly a wide range of content. So we also have some Daisy text content as well 
that is just Daisy, like a, an e-text type in Daisy format, as the newspapers are in Daisy text as well. So, And you've also got uh, children's books. And uh, does Vision Australia have large print books, Jamie? No, we have picture braille books. So yep. they're the uh, uh, kids' books, basically, with Starkover braille uh, that you can see through. So uh, it's usually grade one and grade two braille so that a a sighted parent can read to their child that's blind and they can feel the braille or vice versa. You can have a blind parent reading to their child. Uh, We also have the Felix collection, which is for the noughts to sevens. That's the Felix kits with the, um, you know, the tactile toy and the braille um, book, the audio CD um, still, but that's changing. Um, So you get that real textual, that real sort of concept as a young child of, oh, I can listen to the audio, I can read the Braille, I can play with a toy that's associated with the book, etc. I have many happy memories, Jamie, as a parent of reading some of those uh, uh, picture Braille books to my daughter, and I'm sure there are many um, blind or vision impaired parents or grandparents around Australia who've who've done the same thing. But um, Yes, I, I did the same about thing, Graham. Yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. Not anymore. My kids are too old, but uh, I used yeah, to love yeah, those yeah. too. And uh, I used to love them because, uh, mm. you know, you get one or two lines of Braille, maybe a bit more on a page, and uh, you really got a sense of that bonding with the child because it's uh, often hard when you're visually impaired and, t- and, and totally blind to, you know, to be able to have that sort of be able to be able to read like that yep. to your child and you can share that time together. I think it's fantastic. Let's turn probably to the the most uh, popular area of the library, Jamie, audiobooks. Tell us about the range of audiobooks that are available. So we're considered more to be a recreational library rather than a, you know, a library for uh, student material or business material. So we recommend that uh, anyone interested in that sort of format would say join Bookshare and pay a subscription. Mm-hmm. We try to – all our books are based on suggestions. So the library doesn't go out and say, we're going to add this book or that book. Everything's based on client feedback or suggestions. And so when uh, there's new books come out and someone rings up and says, have you got this book? We haven't, but how about you suggested? Because if you get suggested, if you suggest this item, then it's possible if we can source it, it will be added to the collection. Right. So, um, as you can imagine, as most of our membership is probably sort of 75 plus, that's the majority of our membership. So, a lot of the books cater towards that sort of um, that demographic. However, mm. the library has made concerted efforts in recent years to really go out more to children and try and get the, I suppose, the 25 to the 55-year-olds or the 60-year-olds to come back to the library because we know that demographically that that sort of age groups tends, tends to drop away due to, you know, being parenting and all sorts of other activities. Yep. So um, we have a children's librarian now that we've, and we've had um, that position throughout the last, I suppose, four years. And that, um, that staff member has made a real effort to go out and try and grow the membership with um, children, you know, going out and talking to schools and, liaising with parents and all that sort of thing to try and really grow the collection but also the membership to make the library more appealing to children. Rather than the type of books, Jamie, can you talk to us now about what different formats I can get books in? You know, it used to be the old um, uh, big turntable uh, cassettes and then they were sent out on smaller eight-track cassettes and then 
Uh, I've probably skipped a few that Vaughan will uh, tell me about, but you know, we got to CDs. How do you, how can I get them now? I've got all those different formats myself at home because I collect <laughs> those things. So we started off the, with the records in 1934, and they were um, uh, using speed 24, 33, and a third. And mm. then we moved to the, um, I think they were 12-track Clark Smith Mark 1s, which was a big, huge oh, cartridge. Yes. That's right. And they, they, uh, the, the play was huge. It was like a big mm. gold player. Um, the quality was brilliant, though, with those uh, with those cartridges. Then we yep. moved to six-track Clark and Smith Mark II, which was what I remember when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved to cassettes in about 1984 track um, and went to, I think, four-track ran until the early 2000s, if I remember rightly. We at um, Vision Australia, I think it was about 2006 or seven. I think we stopped cassettes. Uh, we went to CD and Daisy, and we're still in the Daisy format now. Uh, the library, up until the end of last year, was offering CDs. We now are only online, so all library members have to access library content online either through the VA Connect app or downloading the Daisy books from the iAccess on, on the iAccess online website, or if you have one of the um, Wi-Fi Plex Store talking book players or 3G Plex Store talking book players, you can stream through those or Victor Reader Stream. So there's a whole number of ways you can access content, um, and that's one of the conversations we have when someone rings up to join the library: is how would you like to access the libraries? What sort of device are you going to use? Are you going to personally select your own books, request your own books. Would you like us to set up a profile for you? If you want us to set up a profile for you, where where our library system chooses your books, what sort of uh, subjects do you like? What sort of authors? Uh, what sort of narrators do you like to listen to? Um, do you have any concerns around you know violence or bad language? There's all mm. these parameters that we can apply to your profile so that you get the right sort of book that is suitable to you. And you've so even got part of the conversation. The little player, the Envoy uh, Connect? Oh, yes. Now. I meant to mention that. Yes, the Envoy Connect was the Vision Australia. Um, it was the library's answer, really, to replacing the CDs because we were thinking, now, what can we offer people or members that have no internet, they have no way of... Uh, accessing books whatsoever. There's no one that can download books for them, etc. So the library uh, and Vision Australia, we teamed up with Mega Voice, who have the, the Bibles that uh, a lot of people would f- be familiar with, that they drop mm-hmm. in the desert, etc. And Mega Voice, in partnership with Vision Australia, modified the, uh, the these little players to um, our specifications. So they simplified it simplifies the interface with um, only six buttons and also we made them accessible by putting a whole lot of tones and chimes uh, into the device. So we can't add TTS voice because um, there's just no application for that. Um, So the Envoy really replaces the CD. So we have roughly about 2,000 Envoys out there now and you can also purchase them through the Vision Australia shop for $75. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, there's a number of different ways that they can be used. So if you are someone that has no internet and you have no one that can download books for you, we will send you an Envoy uh, for free because you were on CDs 
and you'll read your 20 books and then you'll pop the envoy back in the orange padded bag. Remember the old padded bags, Graham, with the address label? You'll send it back to the library. The library will, will then load 20 more books on it and send it back to you. So it means that um, you have your 20 books and, yes, there will be a bit of a delay for the uh, post for the player to come back to us and vice versa. Um, however, however, we are finding that a lot of people initially who started off with this process are finding other people to download books for them yeah. uh, on the computer. So the Envoy has a bit of software with it called the iAccess Kiosk. And if you load that onto a Windows computer, it links into your library account and it wipes off the current books you've got on your uh, device and your bookshelf and loads new books to your device. So at the moment, it's the case with off with the old and on with the new, but there will be mm. updates to the software early next year where you'll be able to cherry pick and say, no, I'm still reading that. I want to leave that on, but I would like to add some new books to my, my current uh, lot of books on the Envoy. So even if you don't use the internet yourself or you don't have internet, as you said, uh, most people would have a friend or a family member or yes. uh, you know, uh, a local computer group, someone who could, who could perform that service for you. Um, so there should be no reason, really, should there, for a blind or vision impaired person to, to not be able to access the library. You've sort of got it all covered. Definitely, that's correct. And also, you can also tee up with your local Vision Australia office. And a lot of offices have, offices have volunteers trained or staff trained that uh, you can go in there and leave the device there and they'll load your books for you. Um, so that can be another good way of um, accessing your books to the Envoy as well. Jamie Kelly there speaking with Graham Innes, and we'll hear the second part of that interview in next week's program. Yesterday, we were alerted to the fact that the Australian government has awarded the ABC and the SBS $2 million each to implement audio description on Australian television. There's no detail yet as to how that will be managed, but each of those organisations has $2 million to implement audio description. It may come up on free-to-air television or it may come up on the on-demand services. We don't know yet. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring you more as it comes to hand. But that's uh, excellent news in the campaign for audio description on Australian television. As uh, John Simpson, President of Blind Citizens Australia, put it, a most excellent Christmas present. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, 1-800-033-660 is the number, 1-800-033-660, or you can email bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.